It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Steve, you can hear it. You can hear the roar in the background. You know what movie I just saw. Oh, I, I can, <laughs> don't even want to say. I, I know exactly. You, but tell our listening audience. Well, of course, you can tell. I went to see what well, I saw, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And the winner is? Well, I can't give it away. You know, I can't give it away. But to answer everybody's questions, y- yes, it was really good. As monster movies goes, it was it's my latest favorite <laughs> until they fight again. No, Which it was really they good. Will? Yeah, they'll fight again. They'll be fighting forever. Yeah. As long as they keep making money. Yeah, they'll be fighting forever. And it made like 50 million bucks uh, the first weekend, which is huge under the pandemic, you know. Yeah. Because most of the places are closed. But, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, believe it or not, one of the knocks – on some of the Godzilla movies, most mostly recently, is it doesn't really have a good backstory, you know. And this one, for me, probably had a little bit too much backstory. That's my complaint. It's like, as it was going on, I was like, well, you just know. Just get to the fight. Just get to it. You know, I know you can't watch two digitally, digital creatures fight for two hours. I mean, I can, but I know most people don't want to do that, but it got a little story heavy in there, and the story got kind of muddled. At one point, I was thinking, what? What are they doing? I, I, I forgot what the whole story was. Do we really need to know about monsters? Yeah, do we need to know that much? Let's you get know? ready to rumble. Yeah, get them in there and duke it out. But, but you know, the one thing that I was disappointed in, being honest, my honest review, is um, you know who Millie Bobby Brown is. She was the young girl from... Stranger Things. Yeah. She's not so young anymore. She's 17. I mean, because when she's on Stranger Things, I think she was like 11 or something, something like that. But anyway, you know what I mean. And she's a really good actress, you know. Um, but there was a point during the movie where I forgot she was in it. Hmm. Uh, you know, they were focused on some other people. And, of course, there's a little girl. I mean, like a really a little girl, like five or six, maybe older than that, six, seven, or eight that she can talk to Kong, and, of course, she's the only one that can talk to Kong. You know how that is. And um, Don't they it, do that a lot in those movies? Yeah, it's always like just the, one person that like can talk little, to him. What were the two little girls that could talk to Mothra? Yeah, remember? Was it Mothra? I think it was. Yeah. This is way back, yeah. right? And, um, yeah, so and then it focused a lot on her and what was going on with her. And then it was another group of people. It focused on them, and at one point I was like, you know, where are they at? Where's Kong at? You know, it's hard to hide. Yeah. You know, but um, but I think they kind of wasted Millie Bobby Brown in this. I mean, she's she's like an award-winning actress, <laughs> you know. You know, I would have just made it her and the monsters, her 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 storyline right, and the monsters, right. which I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but um, – but Godzilla did rip Kong's arm off and beat him with it. No, oh. not really. <laughs> not really. But it was really good. It's really worth taking a look at. I streamed it at home. I didn't go to the theater. 
you know, I streamed it on HBO Max. And uh, but it was good. It was really worth taking a look at. But, you know, you asked me something um, earlier, like how big is Kong now? You know? Yeah. I heard he's bigger. He's huge. (laughs) Kong is huge. (laughs) Well, I looked this up because, I mean, obviously he was he's been growing over the years, you know. Well, both of them have. So get this. In 1933, the first King Kong movie, he was 50 feet tall. <laughs> That's it. So in 1954, I think it was, yeah, 54, the premier, uh, the first Godzilla movie, he was 164 feet. Well, now Godzilla is 393 feet, and King Kong is 392 feet. <laughs> so they were just babies. <laughs> they were babies. <laughs> Back then. So now they're huge. You know, they are humongous now, and you can log on. You can get on, like, YouTube or something and see these little videos. They show you, like, in each movie how big each one was. But the the culmination of all that is they're both 392 and 393 feet tall. They're huge now, huge. Because you remember Kong climbed up the Empire State yeah. Building. He's, like, he's 50 feet tall. Now you know. he stands next to oh, it. Oh, he just stands next to it now like it's nothing. But – um but, uh, no, it was good. And, and, you know, it was so good. I'm thinking, now, I might be biased. You are. Okay, I'm biased. But I think it's time for Godzilla to win an Oscar. I mean, there's been 36 Godzilla movies. The guy has shown up in each one and played his part to the hilt. I mean, it's time now. It's time. I don't time. see anybody else playing Godzilla better. <laughs> right. Do you? I don't think anybody can be Godzilla except Godzilla. Yeah, I, I think it's time now. This has to stop. Hashtag Godzilla needs an Oscar. He needs to get this over with. That will that will that will round out his career. No, but it's good. Uh, it's v- very uh, entertaining. You know, it's not even like um, it's not even like you have to talk about. Oh, it looked realistic. I mean, they have that down pat. You, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. I mean, but I've been reading online what people have been saying, and people are, are really diving into the plot holes in it. And oh, this doesn't make sense. And and this, I'm like, okay, so the movie is about a 393 foot lizard fighting a 392 foot ape, and you're going to talk about a plot hole? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, some stuff you just got to say, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, but it's good. I was glad I got to see it. Now I want to see another one. There yeah. will be. You'll be able to see another one. Yeah. So that made me research to see if there was any Predator movies coming. And I guess they're rebooting the Predator again. And even though I rail and rail against reboots, if it's Godzilla or the Predator, it's okay. That's right. You know, it's all it's all okay. But uh, but that's what I've been. That's what I watched. You knew I was going to see that, but it still didn't take me back to the movie theater. It still didn't take. I still didn't go to the movie. I know you've been. You talked yeah, about it I went last to week. See, um, you saw nobody. And, nobody. Yeah. And that other one you saw, I forgot what it was, but we talked about it on our last episode. But uh, I still didn't go back. Um, but yeah, Godzilla's good. Godzilla versus Kong is good. You got to check it out. Um, I might have to go see that by myself. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, Lisa won't go see it. No. Why not? She won't go see it. She'd rather watch 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. So Something that's real. She wants you to watch The Bachelor with her, but she won't go see Kong yeah, and uh-huh. Godzilla. Nope. It's grounds for a fight right there. Yo. 
So uh, before we get started here, Steve, I have a shout out. I'd like, a, I'd like to make a quick acknowledgement. Like, as always, I want to say hello to everybody that supports us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all of social media. But I had the chance to do another uh, review and listen to a n- new podcast. And when I say new podcast, I mean it's new to me. Oh, yeah. When I was out doing my 5K, I did another f- 5K review. And this one is called Quick Bites. Quick Bites. So well, it's the Quick Bites podcast. So let me read. Uh, I'll just read you my Podchaser review. I gave them five stars. Pauline and Jessica have an informative and fun podcast that is easy and entertaining to listen to. They usually start with a relaxed, casual conversation and end the show with a well-researched topic and their, and their take on the issue. As they point out, it can be fun to learn at random, and this podcast is the place to do just that. They are a welcome addition to my rotation, and I suggest you add them as well. Again, that is the Quick Bites podcast, and the hosts are Pauline and Jessica. It's interesting. They hit the record button and just start talking. And just start th- Like we do. That's yeah. what we do. They just jump in and start talking, and then... And as it goes on, they pick a topic and they expand on it. And they're real fun to listen to. Um, it's very casual, relaxed, and sounds unedited. And it's um, it's really f- they're really fun to listen to. Where so are they ch- from? Did they say? Do you know? Uh, they did say, but I have forgotten, to be honest. I think they're they can't out. be from Cincinnati, right? Because no, no, they'd be not. the number two podcast they'd be, Well, they'd be number they, – well, we have to put them beside, behind our friends. Yeah a Cincy fan talking podcast yeah. and the Slay Queens podcast. Yes. So they would be number four. Number four. Yeah. Because yes. so. we're number one. Oh, of course. Of course. We're right. We're, we've just voted number one in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, check out the Quick Bites podcast with Pauline and Jessica. You can reach them anywhere you podcast. And they're also active on social media. So Quick Bites podcast. Well, since we're talking movies, we might as well jump into our ongoing segment from Mental Floss. Oh, yeah. The 50 movies to see. Oh, these are the 50 movies you must see, right? According to Mental Floss. All right. All right we'll do a quick recap real quick. Okay, recap. Number 50, Casablanca. Number 49, Once Upon a Time in the West. Number 48, Grave of the Fireflies, which neither of us have ever seen or heard. No. 47, The Prestige. 46, Whiplash. 45, Intouchables. 44, The Departed. Or it should be just Departed. 43, City Lights. 42, Gladiator. 41, Psycho. 40, Modern Times. 39, American History X. 38, Terminator 2. 37, The Organ Player. 36, The Pianist. 36, Back to the Future. 35, The Lion King. You should have seen your face when I said that. It's like, what? 34, Harry Carey. 33, Usual Suspects. 32, Leon the Professor. None of us have seen that. No, either. no, no. Professional. Professional. I say that every time. Yeah. We have seen yeah. that. Yeah. Number 31. This is one right off the bat that we disagree on. Interstellar. I mean, we both agree it shouldn't be there. No. And let's start with number 30. Now so, we're starting to get to the nitty gritty. So today we're doing 30 to 
thirty to what would it be twenty six? Thirty to twenty six, yes. All right, thirty to twenty six. All right, here we go. Not yet. <laughs> thirty to twenty six. Now right. we're talking. Now we're t- now we're getting into we're getting into the nitty gritty. Right. Number thirty number thirty on the list. The Green Mile. John Coffee. Gotta see this. The Green Mile. Now I was gonna write some things down, but I came across some interesting things that there's no use writing them down. I'll just read them to you. Right. Now, here's some things you did not know about the Green Mile. Okay, I'll tell you if I knew. Okay. Two central characters almost went to different actors. Okay? Uh, Tom Hanks was cast in the lead role of Warden Paul Edgecombe to begin with. Okay. A choice. Uh oh. <laughs> we may not be able to go too long on this. A choice that delighted Stephen King early in the production. The part of the warden was first offered to John Travolta. Did you know that? No, not at all. No. Tom Hanks nearly played his older self in the movie. If you remember that. It starts out with him being old, but they just couldn't make him look old. He didn't look right. No? So they threw that other guy in there. Oh, okay. Uh, There was actually 30 Mr. Jingles. 30? 30. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, you know how many takes they had to do when they kept stepping on Mr. Jingles Uh, and killing him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, that didn't happen. That did not ha- happen at all. They couldn't find us a, a stand-in for uh, John Coffey. No, oh, okay. Couldn't find one. And then a guy just showed up on stage, looked just like him, and they gave it to him. <laughs> pretty, pretty good at thing. Let me see. There, one of them though, Mr. Duncan wasn't actually that tall. That it looks in the show. Oh no, he, he's six six, six five. But there were two other actors that were 6'5 and 6'7. Oh. But they took long angles to make him look like he was 7'5. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. No. Because he's a big dude. He was a big guy. And last but not least, many of the actors, because they want to portray that type of period, mm-hmm. they just let themselves go. They had donuts every day on set. Seriously? So they look, yeah. They didn't want to look like they was all balked up. Even, even John Coffey let himself go. Really? Yeah. During the scene. So you can imagine what he looked like. Oh, if, uh, he's a big dude. Yeah. Poor guy. But that's, uh, let's see. It's also the highest grossing Stephen King movie. That I didn't know. You wouldn't think that with uh, uh, The Shining. Sh- or the Shining and Shawshank. Shawshank. Now, number 29 on the list, I didn't even look up because I didn't see it. And you loved it. And I'm going to let you explain it to The Parasite. Oh, yeah, I did love that. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so that's, um, I don't want to butcher his name, the Korean director. Um, but so this family goes and works, this poor family goes and works for a rich family. But first, I think I think it's the daughter that works there first. I could be wrong. 
But anyway, they con their way into working for this family. Um, that is the 10-second explanation. But the whole thing is about rich and poor. And and it's a class class thing with most of his movies. But it won uh, Best Picture, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Parasite won Best Picture uh, that year. I think it did. I think you're right. And uh, it was really good. It was It was really good. And if you look at any of his movies, uh, they're all really good except Mother. I didn't like Mother. But Parasite was really good. And it um, it's one of those that you can watch it two or three times because you'll pick more more out of it. He has another one that I was real that that's worth going back and finding and looking at. It's called The Host, where this sea creature comes out and terrorizes this waterfront. Um, that's another good one. He also did what? Uh, Snowpiercer, the movie. He did Snowpiercer, the movie. So. Is that the train? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's good. He's good. I know his name and everything, but I don't want to butcher it. And everybody listening knows his name. But I don't want to butcher his name. Well, number 28 on the list. I, I In 2001, it's the highest grossing movie ever in Japan. It is called Spirited Away. I'm not familiar with it. Um, it was, it's a cartoon. Oh, no, no. I don't no, know nothing and it's, about uh, it. It's uh, made for a 10-year-old. No. I, it must be like our Lion King or something. I don't know. Don't don't waste your time on that one. <laughs> well, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It might be good, nah, but nah, I, nah. I, I just... No. Animation is not my thing. No. Sorry. No. So I probably won't see that. No, and it's not even in our list. Let's put it that way. There is no way that movie can stay in this list. I'm not familiar with it at and all, it, so no. Uh, I, I will just tell you some of the... Um, I'm not even going to read anything more on it, okay? Never mind. Number 27, Saving Private Ryan. I think that might should be higher. But it's the 50 movies you should see. But I'm putting them in, in their order. Right. So, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. The cast alone on Saving Private Ryan is... There's no way you could even put... I don't know how they put the cast together. They just want, must have said, you know... Right. You want to be in this movie? Right, right. Because, obviously, it's got Hank's. It's got Matt Damon. I love uh, Edward Burns. You like him? Mm -hmm. Ed Burns? I mm -hmm. love him. But you got Vin Diesel. Mm. You, probably the best movie I've ever seen Tom Sizemore in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're not getting him on, on anything else. No. Um, I love this guy, but I forgot his name. But his name's Barry Pepper. You know Barry Pepper? He's the one, the sharpshooter up in the bell tower. It was always... Lord, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Straight. yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good role. Then you've got uh, Adam. I think his name is Goldman. Goldum. He's the one who got the knife slowly shoved into his. Oh, okay. That's a rough scene to watch. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough scene. Uh, Ted Danson's in it. Hmm. Uh, I forgot. Paul Giamatti, remember? Oh, he's the they, best. Paul Giamatti is not. You know, you don't really. He plays actually a soldier. He that's not his yeah. part. Uh oh, Brian Cranston's in it. Yeah. Uh Jesus. I mean, you could go on and on. 
I did not know he was in it. Who's that? Uh, Nathan. How, how do you pronounce his last name? Fillion. He's in the rookie. Oh, I know who he is, but I don't watch the rookie. Yeah. So, but I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Was he? Maybe he was the guy that was named Ryan. Maybe. And they, and they pulled him up, remember? And they told him his two brothers were killed. And he said, it can't be. Him? They're only in, like, in the seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> right. Oh, 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 right, right. I got to watch it again and refresh. Oh. Seriously. I mean, just, just some of the. I've forgotten a lot about it. Ryan Hurst. You know Ryan Hurst? No. I'm going to show you a picture of him. If I, if, I, if I see him, I probably will. A lot of these people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He was in uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, he was the main bad guy. And, and yeah. uh, the motorcycle one. Yeah. yeah. So this is one you have to see. But I will tell you a great story. First time I saw it. Mm -hmm. And if you remember uh, Saving Private Ryan, it opens up by them landing on a beach. And the scene on the beach. I went to it. It was opening night in 1988. I told you how long ago. And in front of me were four old guys. So they must have served in the service. And when that scene starts and, and the, the little uh, cruiser drops its door and they just tear everybody up inside. And with the guy walking on the beach, with, you know, he's got his arm holding it. Those four guys were crying in front of me. So. Yeah, they were probably there. Oh, yeah. You can't imagine it. They were probably there and lost a lot of friends. But uh, it's 27, Private Ryan. And, and that's got to be higher up, I'm thinking. But now, number 26. I've got some stuff. See what you think on number 26. Okay. Number 26 is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. All right. Okay, now. Hmm. Here are eight changes from the original Star Wars trilogy draft. Okay. Okay, see if you knew any of them. All right. Han Solo originally had gills, and he was a lizard creature. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. I don't think anybody did. I really I never now, heard that before. <laughs> in the early script for Star Wars, Solo was described as a tall reptilian creature with green skin, no nose, hefty set of gills. As the drafts evolved, Star Wars slowly transformed him into a more reliable brand of space western, and they needed a cowboy. Wow! So yeah, he was a uh, he was a. I have, all these years I've never <laughs> heard of that. Okay, never heard that before. Despite what you may have been led to believe, the Star Wars Sega didn't just appear to Lucas in a fever dream one strange night. Obviously, you can tell I'm reading this word for word. Because I've never used that word before. In fact, the first couple drafts of A New Hope are basically unrecognizable. One of the biggest omissions in those first few attempts is Luke Skywalker himself. Is himself. Instead, the movie originally involved a character named Mace Windu. With the script beginning with the intro, the story of Mace Windu, a reverend Jedi Bendu of... Opa Kachino, who was related to Ushi, C.J. Thap, Padawan, learner to the famed Jedi. That was going to be the title. Jesus. The problem was <laughs> that no one understood a word of it. No. <laughs> None of that was introduced. No one. 
<laughs> what the hell is that all about? And also, let's see. Uh, Luke, who played, you know, he was the farm boy. Yeah. He was originally going to be a battle-worn war hero that they brought out of retirement. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't know any of this stuff. No, I didn't either. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm sure somebody listening is a bigger Star Wars than I. I mean, I'm yeah. big on Star Wars, but I'm sure somebody is listening uh, knew these. Okay. Luke's sister wasn't Leah. It was a born and bred, I guess I don't even know what this is, Orgama named Neelith. Mm-hmm. At the same time that Luke was training under Yoda, Neelith would be learning the ways of the Force on the, ro- on the road to becoming a Jedi Knight, which hmm. never happened. Right. So. I think it's a pretty good thing that they changed a lot of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, I probably would have went to see it anyway. Yeah. But I think it would be over now. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah. be talking about it. Endor, home of the Wookiees. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2005, Revenge of the Sith, that fans finally got a glimpse of a full-fledged Wookiee army going into battle. But the original idea for the 1983 Return of the Jedi had it happened nearly 20 years earlier. Oh. Instead of a battalion of teddy bears taking on the Empire, it was going to be an army of Wookiees taking on the Empire. Oh, okay. Which makes sense because the teddy bears really sucked. Yeah. They were just cute. Yeah, you know, and they yeah, but they, even but, they, fight. they, but they, 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 they set some traps in the, in the forest for the. Okay. For the Empire. Number six was the original death of Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Oh. At this, yeah. At this point, pretty much everyone known. At this point, pretty much everyone knows that the 2015 Star Wars: The Force Awakening doesn't go according to the plan for Han Solo, but before right. he was gutted. By Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, and screenwriter Lawrence Kadatsen wanted Solo to sacrifice his life for the Rebel Squad early in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ford hoped this would add some depth to his character, but New Hope, 1977, that's the original. That's the first that's one. That's the first one, which I kind of like. The third one. Jedi? Yeah. Well, The Empire Strikes Back is the crown jewel of the first yeah. three for me. Uh, uh, that was the best one for me. What is it? Is it the Return of the Jedi? That's the third one. The third one. The well, ret- the sixth one, but the third yeah. one. Yeah. The Return of the Jedi. Originally, I have a friend of mine who has a poster. It was the Revenge of the Jedi. Right. He has the poster. Oh, he still has Yeah, it? he does. Yeah. So that's got to be worth some they're, money. They're hard to find. So, in recap. Let's recap. Number 30 is The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Great. Number 29, The Parasite. Now, you saw it. I didn't see it. Loved it. It's subtitled, right? Right. Won't watch it. I would, I would move it way up. Number 28. Spirited Away. I didn't see it, but I would put Parasite over that. (laughs) (laughs) Number 27, Saving Private Ryan. Mm, I might move Parasite over that, too. And number 26, Star Wars, 
New Hope. It's way too low. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. But that's way too low. Yeah, that's way too low. Because, you know, so a couple of things about that list. Number one, I'm not really a war movie fan. Even even no matter what it is. And I I'm not biased against them, but I just you know, I just am not like attached to war movies like like other movies, other genres, I should say. And Star Wars, the first Star Wars was like something you'd never seen no, before. No, nothing. You know, I mean, that started the whole what what do we what do you call it? The marketing with the dolls and all of that. That started yeah. all of that. Some of the camera stuff that happened in the first one, you've never seen it before. So that's why I say it needs to be moved up. But um and animation. I'm so neutral on animation. Some some movies I want. I just I don't know. I'm I'm too biased against I like realistic stuff like Godzilla and King Kong. Speaking of animation and not animation but computer generated, let me tell you the story real quick and then we can go. I watched the movie Troy. Do you remember the movie Troy? That's with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. And it's horrible, by the way. When they bring their um, <laughs> army mm-hmm. to um, fight Brad Pitt, you see all the boats out in the water. Right. I think I told you the story. No, you didn't. And I went to the movie with my son, and I and my son is younger than I am. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so we went... <laughs> We went to the movies and <laughs> so we go to the movies and we're watching Troy and I'm telling him, Stephen, where did they get all those boats? <laughs> and he's like, Dad, it's computers. So, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's no way they can get all the boats. But I watched the Ten Commandments this su- last Sunday, Easter Sunday. Right. And they must have had a million extras. Oh, and oh, they yeah. weren't computerized. Oh, oh no, them, no, know. no. Not back then. Uh-uh. And can you imagine doing a scene with all those people, like when they're building the pyramids? Well, you know who the best not, – he's not an extra. He's a co-star. as ever G. Robinson, see? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he should have just put on a gangster hat. He yeah. got, got him a Tommy <laughs> Who's your Moses now, see? Who's your Moses now, see? <laughs> that Billy Crystal skit is hilarious. But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, back then they were using real extras. And you know what? It's funny you say that because that's why you can go to some of these old movies and, like, actors that you eventually came to know, and they were in them. Yeah. Because they were using, they were using well, everybody, everybody in Hollywood. I mean, they just ran out of people. Yeah. I mean. I don't even know how how you pay all of them. It's kind of like The Wizard of Oz. Right. Look at all the short people. Right. Well, where do you get all those short people? I know, and they had to pay them. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about the extras is, is, I mean, you you have played uh, extra in several films. Yes, I have. And you know, there's a separate, uh, I don't want to call them director, but there's a coordinator for the extras. Yeah. Like, so just imagine, I mean, for you, for all of you who don't know, Steve was in an excellent film, the film here in Cincinnati called The Public. And if you have not seen The Public, you should see The Public because it is an excellent film, and I'm being dead serious. It's you can really, check really me good. out. I'm the one with the pink hat on. 
Steve's the one with the pink hat. That's right. Now, you were telling me that when they broke for a scene, like that coordinator talked to the extras. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can you imagine in, in, I mean, it was what, 20 extras in that? That yeah, played the homeless 20, people. We had Twenty homeless people. Yeah. Okay, so can you imagine like the scene where they're building the pyramids no. and they yell "cut" and somebody has to talk to like eight hundred people? Oh, you know, at least. And I don't even know how you. Uh, it's just impossible, right? Somebody's is talking or somebody's moving or somebody's. Well, you know, you know, and it stands out. You told me this, and I had heard this from other people. Because, you know, I know a lot of people that's been in the movies. Sure. You know, you know, I talk to a lot of people. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if somebody in the background looks at the camera, it is really, really pronounced on screen. Yeah. I mean, you can see it right away, so they have to cut. Because now, look at these 800 people building the pyramids. Nobody looked at the camera. Nobody had a watch on. You you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, that had to be rough. I'm going to tell you a story that happened in the public. Tell it. <laughs> this is a true story. There's a scene where we had to keep cutting it and doing it again, and everybody had to go back to where they were. And in the scene, I'm sitting at a table playing cards with four other guys. And in between takes, we're still dealing out cards and playing cards. And uh, you're supposed to do everything the same way. So there's there's a there's a shot of us playing cards and you can see the cards on the table and it's seven card stud. So if you're not familiar, it's two down, four up, one down. And you can see that in the scene. They'll flip to somebody else and they'll come back to the table and I've changed all the cards around and everyone has a royal flush in front of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, so if you get a chance and see that, there's a scene Look for the guy in the purple hat, and I flipped the cards for the scene because they said, go back to what you were doing. And in between, when they were talking, I fiddled the cards so everybody had a royal flush dealt in front of them. I didn't see that. Yeah. I got to go back and watch the public now yeah. just so I can see that. But that, that's all I got on the top. Uh, okay. Next week, we do 25 through 21. Yeah, 25 through 21. Well, good. I think somehow we've messed this up because well, it's going to be 21 through 16, well, 16 well, that's fine. through 11. Well, if you go from 50, it, you do 50, 49, 48, 47, 46. Yeah, that's I right. guess that's right. That's right. Math. Just simple <laughs> math. We'll get an intern in here to help you. In the audience. <laughs> Make sure you take his temperature. Oh. Well, Steve, uh, we... Um, have an appointment as you know we have to get out of here so um we want to thank everybody for listening we kind of have an abbreviated show today because we have to go out and do a couple live interviews um that are going to be um on later in the year but we had to get these people now uh to talk to them and we'll record it and then we'll we'll release those later on this year i say later this year i mean in the next month or so sure but we have to get up. I mean, we have to go see these people now. And um, so with that, we are going to say thanks for listening. Thanks for um, following us on social media. Thanks for all your support out there. Please listen to the Quick Bites podcast. 
as well as our local friends at Cincy Fan Talking and the Slay Queens podcast. I always like to mention our local friends. And if we find some more locals in Cincinnati, we will uh, promote them too. That's what it's all about. So with that, we're going to get out of here, Steve. Okay, right. we gotta, we have to go, and uh, we have to. Well, we don't have to get on the jet because this is local. Yeah, but we'll get in the core extra limo, which is going up for sale, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah, actually, it is. So uh, we're gonna get out of here. Hey. Be on eBay if you want to bid on it. That's right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>